Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Kid Dracula for the NES or Famicom. Kid Dracula, or Akamujo Special Boku Dracula-kun, was developed and published by Konami in Japan in October of 1990, and published in North America and worldwide in May of 2019. Ooh. Quite a gap. A a mere 30 years. (laughs) Just a few. And this was released as part of the Castlevania Anniversary Collection. So I think this is the first game we've done that was released in Japan only. I think so, yeah. And this game was directed by Shiro Murata. Mm. Now, he also programmed or directed uh, the Tiny Toons, Buster Breaks Loose. Okay, okay. But more importantly, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo. Oh, that's a good one, man. That's a great game. And hopefully we'll get to that one at some point. I think so. Now, in Japan, it had a different title, uh, in which was translated to Demon Castle Special I'm Kid Dracula. I'm Kid Dracula. Mm-hmm. And in the anniversary collection, it is a fully translated game. Nice. So they've do- they've gone and now done a full translation of it. Uh, they did make a few edits from the Japanese version. Uh, you played the Japanese version. I did. What do you think they edited out, Nick? Uh, the the first boss, maybe? Uh, they just edited the sprite. Right, right. Because what is unique about that boss? Well, I mean, I'm assuming it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. But it appears to look like... A- Ku Klux Klan member with a swastika on its forehead. So it's kind (laughs) of strange. Well, uh, in Japan, that symbol is actually known as the uh, manji. Sure. Yeah, it was in the, you know, that's the level three in Zelda. Yeah. And, you know, it is a Chinese, ancient Chinese symbol. It's it's used uh, to depict Buddhist temples Mm -hmm. and for, it's a good luck symbol. Right, right. Uh, Those darn Nazis take all the coolest symbols and the coolest things. They ruined it. They did. So the manji have been edited out. To avoid confusion for the Westerners. Sure, yeah. And then the soundtrack for this game was released in 2014 and uh, contains all the music in the game. Okay. And apparently, you know, Konami, for a while there, was doing that with most of their games. So that you, if you really like any Konami game, there's a good chance you can find its complete soundtrack uh, yeah. from the early uh, 2010s. It's pretty pretty cool, man. They got it out there for you. I mean, I know some games even get put out their soundtracks on vinyl. So Nowadays, it's crazy. It is bizarre in a cool way. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Kid Dracula? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Yeah, and while this is a game in the Castlevania series, Mm -hmm. almost a parody game, Sure. this does not play like the other Castlevania games. No, it's more Mega Man-y, I feel. Because you are not a Belmont in this game. You are Kid Dracula, perhaps Alucard himself. Maybe, yeah. And in this game, you can jump. Yes, you have a. This is not a Castlevania jump. No, not at all. This is a variable jump. Yep. Um, you can get variable heights from button timing. Yeah, uh, and that vary from uh, short to kind of short. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's weird because you get more height. Yes. And it feels this, like you should. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a it's a very kind of vertical jump. It takes a little getting used to. And then your main attack is uh the classic Dracula fireball. Yeah, you can shoot a little fireball, infinite ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, it can shoot vertically. You can shoot up. And you can shoot down as well. 
Oh, well, you have to jump? Or... Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you also have a duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not your only form of attack. You get more, but you can also charge the attack. That's right. So you hold down the button and you shoot a larger fireball. Which is pretty cool. I think it does more damage. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it also makes the enemy drop a coin. Yeah, if you defeat enemies with your any of your special attacks, mm-hmm. they will leave behind a coin, which you can then use, you know, kind of Super Mario Brothers 2 style in between levels at some bonus games. Yeah. Now, on your HUD, you have um, your health on one part. Mm-hmm. You have your... It, uh, it shows you what weapon or power-up you've selected. Uh, yep. And then you in the middle, you've got a great little caricature face of Kid Dracula himself. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I do love that when you are flashing, it flashes. Yeah, when yeah. When powered up. And I don't know if you noticed, but if you pause it for a length of time, he falls asleep. Yeah, you get the little Z clouds. It is wonderful. And you, you can change your uh, attack in the pause mode, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a quality of life thing that <laughs> I wish all games did. It's a good touch, yes. Now, we did mention that there is health in this game, and you start with three hearts. That's right. And you can get up to five. And each heart is one hit. Yes. You can find a power-ups that is a heart in a box. Yeah. And that will give you one more heart on your health meter. Correct. Up to five. Up to five. Uh, and the ones that are flashing will give you full health. Right, right. And then there are just just a normal heart will just give you one heart back. Yes. So. There is no wall meat in this game. Unfortunately, no. Well, actually, that's not true. Oh. And okay. we'll get to that later. All right. Now, in this game, you do have lives. That's right. You, you do not get them from points. You can get more of them through those bonus games. Right. And I think you're right. You start with three. I believe so. And then, um, you know, what makes this game very interesting in the Castlevania franchise is that you get new power-ups or abilities when you defeat a level. Yeah. Yep. And they're in order. Mm-hmm. So you start with your normal attack. Yes. You charge it, and it's a bigger fireball. Yeah. But after you defeat the first boss, you get the homing attack. Yeah, where you... It's not just a homing attack. It's a spread of five homing little bullets. Yeah, which is the thing I used the most in the game. Same here. It's so good. Because you can also like direct if you wanted to start shooting upward, mm-hmm. to the right, to the left, uh, or down, like I mentioned. And then you can charge it as well. Mm-hmm. Now, when you charge it, you don't get larger fireballs. No. It just does the thing where a coin is dropped from the enemy. Right, right. And the downside of this attack is that um, sometimes it takes a while for them to find the enemy. Yeah. And sometimes they'll just kind of get lost. Well, and, you know, you can charge it up and shoot it again. But if there are, say, two bullets still roaming on the screen, you're only going to shoot three yep. on the second, you know, wave, which I guess better players could take advantage of than me. I don't know. But it's, in general, was my go-to. And what's nice is that when you get a new power-up, the w- game shows you selecting it, shows you using it on an enemy, and how it affects them. Yeah, kind of, you know, an in-between level kind of Kirby-ish little screen, Mm -hmm. you know? Very thoughtful. Yeah. Now, following the homing, you get the bomb. Yeah, yeah, exploding fireball. And, yes, what happens is when it hits, it makes a little explosion for a while. It is stronger than the other two attacks, Mm -hmm. uh, but not as many uh, shots as quickly. Right, It's and the range isn't as great, like, right? I don't know, because I barely ever use this. I used it for bosses. Yep. Sometimes, because it, you know, it, it, especially a slow-moving boss, you can hit them so many times rapidly. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that is not another attack. No, oh, no. no. Next, no. you get your bat form. Yeah, utility power. Uh, just like in Castlevania Three, if you are Alucard, which I think you are. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are Kid Dracula. It seems like you've got the white hair. It fits. It fits. 
and you do turn into a bat. Now, the biggest difference between that game and this game, well, there's a couple, but mm. uh, is that you still have your uh, humanish head. It's uh, super cute. Uh, I made sure to show Abby because I knew I was like, she's going to melt when she sees this, and she did. Uh, and in fact, you know, we'll get to that more, but the designs of all the characters in this game are extra cute and extra fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the downside of this bat form, which is also not in Castlevania 3, is that when you touch anything, anything, you stop being the bat and become the man. We're talking walls, ceilings, enemies, and you can't attack while you're in that form either. If you press no. B, you will just change back. And you only have five seconds in bat mode. Yeah. And then once that's over, you automatically return to your normal form. But anytime you've become a human or a dampier or whatever it is, <laughs> uh, you can turn back into the bat whenever you want. Right. You just have another five seconds of go. It's pretty cool. And you get a little indicator, like he has a little counter countdown yes. on his little face to let you know how many seconds you have left. Following that, you do get another attack power up, and that is the ice attack. Yeah, ice beam straight out of Metroid. And that looks just like your normal fireball. Sure, yeah. And sadly, it doesn't change the color of the enemies when it hits them. Yeah. But they are frozen in place. They are frozen. And you can jump on them if you want. Yeah, they do not hurt you. And then uh, you can keep attacking them to kill them. And in fact, this is what I used for the final portion of the game. Okay. Once enemies become much stronger and take like four or five hits, Mm -hmm. it's much easier to freeze them and just run past them. Right. Or to freeze them and then hit them with all you've got. Yeah, just play it safe. And I think there's one or two bosses that this hurts them the most. Or perhaps the only way to hurt them. Yeah, and there's at least one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, we have our last power-up and the Uh strangest and least used power-up. Yeah. And that is the up-down or upside down. Yeah, you you are reversing your gravity essentially. Yeah. And you will start walking on the you'll fall up and walk on the ceiling for 5 seconds. And when you're on the ceiling, you can jump like normal and attack like you would on the floor. Yeah, which is okay. There's some places you're required to use it, but mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed. There's not any, you know, you get it late in the game so the, and there aren't really any areas to just screw around with it. You know what I Correct. mean? It's, it's not really useful. A few of the places where you could use it, I preferred to use the bat. Yeah, yeah, it, it can be better, definitely. So those are all your attacks and power-ups in the game. Uh, and then before we move on, let's talk about those bonus games. All right. Because there's quite a few of them. There's four. Four, yeah. And they're all very wildly different and interesting. Yeah. And you don't actually get to choose which bonus game you have. You kind of do. Yeah, well, I was. Th- these are a big mystery to me because... Um, well, you weren't playing in English. I don't have a Switch, so I was playing the the Japanese version of this. So there's a lot of text in here where I was, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I was just doing, pressing buttons, seeing what was up. Well, know? when you start, you get to choose between A, B, C, and D. And that's one of those ladder games where oh, yeah, yeah. when you start, you know, uh, more rungs appear on these ladders and it goes back and forth before the, the ball falls into one of four cups. Yeah, very similar. This is the same thing as the spider boss in Mega Man X. Yes. And then the first game you can play is the Can-Can. Okay, yeah, yeah. And in this game, you get to choose uh, you or bet on what color you think the dancer's bloomers will be. Right, right. Uh, it is seven uh, coins for the rarest form of bloomer down to one coin for the more common forms of bloomer i i was i could see seven up five up three ups in the menus and i knew i had to choose one but i didn't understand i was like is this taking more coins i don't know what's happening here so it was i would just pick one and sometimes you win yeah sometimes you don't they do a little can can then Mm -hmm. they turn and show off those bloomers there you go if you chose the correct one then you get that amount of free mint cool and you get to continue doing so until you've run out of coins right right uh, the next one I don't remember the I don't remember the name because it's the Japanese word for lottery. Oh, okay. 
And this one I think is the one where you have the least control over. Uh, you hold down the button to spin the wheel and then eventually a, a marble falls out. Yeah, depending and, on what color. And depending on the color is the amount of free lives you get. Yeah, I got that sometimes. You can hold down a button to spin it more, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't know what that does either. I, I did it sometimes. Sometimes I got free men. It was nice. It I was. Guess. Uh, then following that, you have the uh, skeleton in a barrel game. Uh, yeah. And I really took me a while to figure out how this game worked. And I did basically not Basically, it's like it. you're trying not to hit the skeleton with yeah. a dagger. Yeah. And you start with like a blue one. There's a green, red, yellow, or, you know, those combinations. And the longer you can go without hitting it, the more free lives you get. I guess. I, it's I, all just guessing. Yeah. I, I never completely did it. Oh, I got the farthest I got was like maybe five daggers in. Oh, okay. I got three, I think, and the fourth one hit him. Because mm-hmm. the first time when I had no idea what I was doing, it was like, you've got a sword, you know, or these knives. And so I stuck the first one in and the skeleton's head fell off. And I thought, I was like, great. I got it in the first try. What do I get? Nothing. <laughs> like Nothing. You don't want to hurt this guy. You're trying to scratch his itch. Doggone it. Skeletons are good guys to kid Dracula. They are. And then uh, the final game you have is Roulette. And this is probably the most straightforward of them. I don't think I ever saw this one. Uh, It is a simple roulette game. You get to place your bets on the different numbers of one-ups. If it lands on them, you get them. I did. I did. Yeah. But there was like, there's four different columns of things you can arrange to bet on or something. Well, you're just choosing which in that column. And each column, you you can only choose... Right. One of the four things in each column. Yeah. I didn't w- win this one the few times I played it. I remember I was This like, is the I... one I had the most luck with. Oh, okay. Sweet. Uh, you might not think it's important in the first half of the game, but for the final two levels, it's very important to get as many free lives as possible. Sure. There, there are certain parts of this game that will drain your lives. Right, Nick. Now, this game did not come out in America. So since it came out here on a modern platform, there is no physical manual. Yeah. I, but I, there was a little bit of one in the anniversary collection that kind of told you the story. Okay, okay. And I, the story is that this takes place in the far future? I guess. I don't know. And your kid Dracula, uh, this evil uh, creature from another place, uh, Lord Gorimon or something? Ga- well, it's Garamoth. Garamoth has come and disposed... Uh, displaced dracula and has taken over the yeah he's, evil world he's taken over your stuff and i guess your minions are switching sides or whatever yes fun fact that guy gallimoth is a boss in symphony of the night yeah it's that giant one with the lightning scepter or something right mm-hmm. or at least that's his minion i, I saw conflicting Either reports way. okay okay i would i just i was like that name sounds familiar and then he does not resemble the symphony of the night boss really and then you said you had trouble finding any manual for this. I sent you that information. But then I found the Japanese manual. Did you have a chance to look that over? I did look at the Japanese manual. And uh, did it make you as insanely jealous oh, as it, it did me? I've, I've, the few times I've seen Japanese manuals, I decided to purposely go out of my way not to see them because they're always so awesome. Like, yeah, this manual is, I'd say, half manual, half amazing art book slash comic. Yeah, they look like it's a Nintendo Power Display or something. There's so much like art and, and I mean, this thing is like the whole story is drawn in a comic book form, and it is amazing the artwork Ugh. in it. I, I cannot believe that someone would make this and then they just wouldn't localize it. Like it's such a waste. Yeah, and I mean, I I can't even tell you what 
is in this uh, the text of this, but it is worth looking at this instruction manual because every enemy has amazing drawings of it. Yeah, yeah, it's got a full enemy cast. Like it's uh, it's everything you would want in an instruction manual. So and then yeah. even beyond that, it's like fun little borders with extra art of all the things just drawn around it. It's it's that kind of approach that you know, like I said, Nintendo Power used for a while, or it like reminds me of Mad Magazine, where it's just like yes. every little there's no blank spaces on this page. Like they're trying to get something in everywhere, and it's great. It does look awesome. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Kid Dracula? Uh, I never played it before, but had you heard of it? Yeah, somewhere. I I know it had been lurking out there. You know. Yeah, I knew that this game had existed for a while. And it's always one of those things where I was like, oh, they made like a little kid Dracula or a little kid Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that's like. And I always heard that it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when it finally came to that collection, I was really excited to, to at least get my hands on it for the first time. Sure, Especially sure. in a translated form. Yeah. Well, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, I beat this game. Um. But as you said, you played the Japanese version. That's true. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot of... You're not, like, talking to people, except for the mini games. There's very little actual text in the yeah. game, so it wasn't too tough, uh, or it wasn't hard to understand. And now, how many times on. did you play this? Uh, I beat it in two sittings, pretty much. Oh, really? I spread it out amongst three or four because I did walk away at one point. There's a very specific level that just made me want to quit. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think. Level five or six. I, I don't know. I got to a certain point as well and then just kind of stopped and then uh, got back to it and took it down. But I did beat this game. I did cheat uh, in the beginning only to save in between levels. Same here. But then at the end, I cheated uh, extensively in one level and then for the final boss. Okay, okay. I'm interested in seeing. I, I did use save states as well in between levels. Um, and that's what I meant by cheating, yeah. Save yeah, states. Yeah, yeah. And then th- there was one level where I also... I don't know. It may be the same one. We'll see. We'll see. I think it is. We'll find out. All right. This is the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying that while this is, I guess, a kid's game, this is not a kid's game in difficulty. There are certain parts and they all seem to hover around pit deaths. Well, and boss fights for me. Really? I always thought the the bosses were pretty easy. I rephrase that. The final boss fight. And I, well, there was two bosses that really gave me a lot of trouble, and then there were some levels that towards the end were very rough. Well, there, yeah, every level has, or not every level, but at the end there are certain levels with, you know, there are just these certain spots where I'm like, ugh, now I gotta figure out how to get through this, and I'm going to die a bunch until, you know, once you right. figure it out, you're like, okay, now I can do it. But yeah, I think if I went through this game again, it wouldn't be as hard. But they are very unforgiving in their checkpoint system. That's true. You get one checkpoint per level, and like if you die at the boss, that's where you're starting. Like, yeah, and it's it, pretty rough in that regard. And I guess it's quote unquote halfway through, but I it always felt like more than more closer <laughs> to the beginning than I, I wanted. I thought so as well. <laughs> now let's talk about the art in this game because the backgrounds are a little sparse, but yeah. the sprites are great. That's true. The sprites are super cute, um, really well animated. Some of them are, you know, it's kind of fun. You know, maybe at least in the first level, you get to see some like, it's like, this is what Castlevania babies would look like. Or, yeah. you know, like. it's really fun to see all of those uh, Castlevania classic characters and even uh, bosses in some cases turned mm-hmm. into these chibi versions of themselves. Yeah. And even the characters you encounter later in the game, while they're not straight from Castlevania games, they have such a charming style to them. 
that yeah. I often was like, I felt bad killing a lot of the creatures <laughs> or enemies that I would come across. Well, they shouldn't have betrayed you. I guess not. I like the system with your powers, you know. Um, it is cool. It was just like so easy to switch between them and use them on the fly kind of, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, being able to do that when you're paused really helps things out. Yeah, you know, you're just pressing select, but you, you can pause it. You know, it, it makes you feel like you're not missing out for not having like shoulder buttons, you know, to toggle Correct. through and, you know, and just this game feels like the child of Mega Man and Castlevania. So, and, but being able to shoot up, which you normally can't do in either of those games, really, I was like, wow, like it, yeah. it's interesting. It definitely is. And it really made uh, characters that in a traditional Castlevania game or even a tra- traditional shooter, a lot easier to deal with. Like I was never like hated encountering enemies that came in from the sky. Yeah. I mean, generally I was never really too worried about enemies in this game. It's always the pits. Yeah. And the pits are rough because your movement is a little slow in this game. Yeah. But it's that just just that weird jump where it's like you'll see the jump coming and you're like, I can make that jump easily. And you can, but it's like you always have to lead off. Yes. You yeah. always do. Your jump is never even these simple jumps where you think this is just a normal jump, I can make it from the edge. No, you gotta Which go all the way over. Makes any like running and jumping areas where there's like platforms falling away from you or there's a variety of weird platforms like the clouds or mm-hmm. uh, falling blocks that you're on it makes them much, much more freaky. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm always sure, I'm like sure I'm not going to make it. Well, and you know, in classic Mega Man and Castlevania style, like when you attack, you stop moving. So yes. if you're you know if platforms are dropping off behind you, you it's a weird game of trying to jump and attack so that you don't lose the movement. You know. Yeah, and that's uh, where that homing came in a lot for me. Trying to unleash that while I was in mid-jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good stuff, though. Now, one thing that I was a little disappointed in is that you don't get a lot of the classic Castlevania music in this game. No, no. I know what you mean. The music is okay. It's actually pretty good in some yeah. of the uh, levels. It's more like jazzy, kind of. Yeah. I was hoping for some sort of like simplified or crazier version of those tunes, uh, which is, you know, on me. Because what yeah, it gives yeah. you is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I Man... At one point, I remember that's in one of the levels, I, in one of the songs, I thought there was like a reprise of part of a theme from one of the other ones, but I cannot place it now, so I don't know if I just imagined it. Maybe it was a dream I had. But the levels themselves are really fun and varied. You go places I never would have expected in this game. Yeah, that's true. It's you're all all over your yeah all over the world, man. It's and it's even wild. even beyond that. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are now in the level-by-level level portion of our show, and there are a bunch of levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nine, right? There are nine levels in this game, yes. And the beginning is you starting out in classic Castlevania. Yeah, you start off in the little coffin. Yes. Get some lightning, Kid Drac hops out. And you have to make your way up through Castlevania, and you encounter a lot of classic Castlevania enemies, like... Uh, some Frankenstein's. Yeah, there's the there was like those knights. The knights, the classic knights. This this level for me was like, oh yeah, I can shoot up. This is not hard anymore because no. I just stand underneath you. I don't have to go up and battle you on your own. Bats. Plane. Yeah, bats are much easier. You have to deal with like the falling spike areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a little rough because you are slow. And then you even make it through your cl- the classic hallway. Yeah, yeah. There's- and uh, the clock tower, which reuses some sprites from... Castlevania 3, I think. Yeah, yeah, you get a pendulum up there. You can jump across. That is the pendulum from Castlevania 3. It it looks exactly the same. And what's really cool then is that towards the end of this level, uh, you get the classic Ascent to Dracula's Throne room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But 
chibi-fied. So the moon in the background has a little smile on its face. Oh, right, yeah. So great. Mac the Knight. And then uh, you're up in the room, and that's where you have your first boss fight, but not against Dracula. No, this is where you fight the... Uh, the ghost. The KKK ghost comes out. <laughs> yeah. I think this is supposed to be a form of that guy. Okay, okay. Well, I know because it's like, first it comes out and there's a little one. Yeah. And you fight that. And this boss is pretty easy because it just runs at you. Uh, It shoots a thing that you can jump over. It shoots two blasts you jump over. Mm -hmm. And then you can jump over it fairly easy as well. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just those two patterns. Uh, You you beat it pretty quickly, but then it runs away and the big one comes. Yes. So, but Which is not any harder. No, it's exactly the same. It's Uh, just larger. You just don't jump over it because this one jumps over you. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, um, I mean, you do want to be on your toes because you do move slow. But you uh, defeat that guy, and you are rewarded with the homing shot now. Mm-hmm. It shows you how to use it, and then you move on to the second level, which is an interesting outdoor level. Yeah, yeah. This one, you know, well, you get some weird stuff because you start off on these clouds, and you're hopping to the right. Yes, and the cloud movement is very interesting because it's like, uh, for certain parts of this level, they are all drifting to the left. Yeah, so you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you stay on top of it, it's not too bad. It it's only gets hard. There's like one or two points where an enemy will come in and, you know, complicate things slightly. But if you have that homing shot charged up, you can just release it, uh, hopefully, and be done with it. Yeah, which is the way to do it because you are going to be dealing with uh, some birds flying in. Oh, sure. Our, our old foes from many games. Oh, yeah. So this is mainly flying enemies. Uh, this is the first time I felt bad because you have like a really super cute little witch that flies in. Oh, yeah, the witch, she is a cute little, yeah. But you have to murder her. <laughs> uh, or she will shoot you with some sort of bolt. That's right, yeah. Yeah, You. That's. I try to kill them as soon as they get on the screen with the spread. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a weird, another clock tower-ish area where you have to ride these uh, platforms on the circles. Yeah, this is. Uh, this one took me a little bit, like... Because the you the, the collision is weird where you cannot jump through no, platforms yeah. in this game. You have to jump onto them and... You always, like, again, it's like... The timing seems weird. Well, and it's hard to internalize, especially this early in the game, where it's like, yeah, I can jump higher than I think. Yes. But not as far as I think. So, you know, you kind of, it forces you to deal with that here. But thankfully, it's not too tough. Like, at least if you fall off, you have a decent chance of not getting into a pit. Correct. Uh, Once you're out of here, though, then you get on a roller coaster. That's right. Roller coaster time. And I was really impressed by the movement and speed of these sprites. You get moving pretty quick. There is even loops in this thing. Yeah, yeah. And now, it, look, it looks pretty good for being 8 bits. You know? The downside is that there are now Gamoras flying around. <laughs> yeah, these weird turtle things. With little rockets in the back. They're, they're charging at you. And uh, they can be a big pain because if they knock you off, you're dead. That's right. Yeah, it, it's a, this is a one-hit kill. And this is one of the parts where... It, you know, it's typical of this game, it feels like, where it's like, this isn't hard, but the penalty for failure is death. And then the very final area is this other interesting uh, thing where there are these clouds with faces on them. Yeah, yeah. And the direction they're looking is the direction the cloud will start moving when you land on it. Which is pretty neat for a game idea. I'm really surprised that this didn't comprise more of this level and never showed up again. Agreed. You know, where I was like, this is something you could use. Well, this game does that a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're done with that, you are at the boss. Uh, and I've seen that it is the ghost or the revenge of the wall meat because this is oh, a giant flying chicken. Okay, okay. Now, this chicken is interesting because it flies around. I think it does a swoop, but it also shoots other chickens at you. Yep, yep. But if you have the you have the homing now, 
And if you aim your, if you get that homing shot directly up into it, this That's boss right. does not take yeah. long at all. No, it is. It is shooting up, and then you know it's one of those deals too, where if you kind of hop up a little bit, it's like you're closer, so they'll all just brrr, like you'll get those five hits right on top, and then you can start charging for the next one. Now the downside is that you don't have a health meter for the bosses. That's true. Yeah, and your only indication that you're hurting them is a no, is like a, a faint noise. Yeah, so you might not realize. Sometimes you can be wasting your time if you don't know. Yes, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that with a later boss for sure. Mm-hmm. But you have defeated the chicken and you get a new power-up, Nick. That's the exploding fireball. Which you will take into the underwater chasms. Yeah, which is a fascinating level. It's actually not that long. No, it feels like that it. Large. Well, it does because you're underwater for most of it. And so you're slowed down, but you do get a bigger jump. Yeah, where you, vertically. It's, yes. It's much higher up and, and kind of squirrely and hard to control. Um, I repeated this level a bunch, at least halfway through. I did, uh, yeah, a few times. When, when I was really getting my handle on the game the first time. Um, there are mines in this area that are really interesting. They rotate. When you shoot them, they shoot out little spines. And mm-hmm. you really want to wait till they're rotated at a 45-degree angle, and then they'll usually not hurt you. Or if you, yeah, or if you can, just avoid them. I would do that a few times. Right. You know, but th- that's not always possible. There yeah. are sunfish in the waters. Yeah, and the little sparks that go around, right? Classic, classic sparks. You see those underwater in lots of games, and this is one of them. And then you have another weird area where there's these arrows that lift you through the air, and they only appear here. Yeah, and yeah. And if you ride them to the top, you're treated with a nice trip into Spike Land. Yeah, so you kind of got to ride them up and, and drop off and down to hover your way between these uh, spiked ceiling and floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final area is you dropping through lots of areas, and it has my well, my top three favorite enemies of the game oh yeah and that is the little swimming men oh, okay okay they are just hilarious <laughs> looking to me they're little dudes in speedos and swimming caps they're they're getting that into are it. like shrimping or backfishing <laughs> or uh, i'm sorry back stroking i don't know through the water and then they hit the wall and they do the, like that diving kickoff they're pretty cool looking like but i mean most of the sprites are so th- their movement is just so goofy to me i love it yeah but with your spread, you don't really have much to worry about, you know, no. danger-wise. And this is a perfect area to farm. Because we didn't mention this, but enemies respawn. Mm-hmm. And you can still get coins from them if you've charged up your shot. That's true. So these are enemies that are very easy to avoid. Man, I never thought about you can get about, a lot of coins out of them. I never did farm for coins. I wish I would have thought about it. Yeah, well, you're dumb. No, I <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, I thought it would be much more necessary. Yeah, I mean, I just, I kept, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what's going on in these mini games, but I keep getting alive, so hey. And then at the end, we have our, our boss, which is the bubble octopus. Yeah, little little octopus in a large bubble that floats around. Uh, you... And if you touch the bubble, you are hurt. Yeah, it's, and, and I mean, you're slow, but so is it, but it's big. So sometimes, you know, it got me more than once. Yeah, because there were just times where I was like, I there's no way of getting around this. Um, I wasn't, and it was, it seemed to move too much. I couldn't get my exploding fireball to work very well on it. So same. I, I, I used the spread and I didn't, I mean, I only fought it once. I didn't die when I fought it. So yeah, it wasn't that hard apparently. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes down at the very beginning, it like comes down to the center. And if you have your, even your normal gun, like you can just wail on it and get a bunch of hits right away. Of course. So it's worth it. Once you've defeated it, you get yet another power up. This is your bat form. Yeah, bat form, which is really cool. One of my favorites. And you take that into the Arctic Icelands. And this was the first major uh, difficulty ramp that I encountered. Because the ice in this level is awful. 
It's super slippery. It um, is the slightest ice I've ever dealt with, I feel like. I just made it a rule to never move forward unless I was in the air. <laughs> okay. It seems to help. Or anytime I start sliding, I'm like, just jump. Just do a neutral jump, small jump immediately to kill your momentum because you have to because it is... And, you know, it's kind of strange, too, because you start on an icy ground, and then, you know, at the beginning, there are those iceberg platforms in the water. That rise and lower. Yeah, you can jump on them. They're not slippery. Oh, if they were, there would be no way past it. <laughs> that, that would be impossible. I mean, you can bat past it a little, but there's enemies. There's, like, those, I don't know if, I guess, illusions or what are throwing. There's guys that are throwing something up at you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I thought they looked like bottles, but. There are snowmen that fight you in the level? That's right. Yeah, snowmen. Beware. There's like some sort of ice duck. Is that like a graveyard duck? Yeah. And then one of the things that makes this level harder is the very middle of it is just moving platforms you gotta you got to be on. But those ducks fly in. And if you haven't hit them the second they come into the screen, they will knock you off that platform they to your death. Come and get you. So have your spread homing shot ready. Yeah. And the thing about that spread is you can shoot it kind of early on. So... And then the final part, there is some areas that you have to bat through, which is a little rough because there's pits underneath. This was where I really, you know, you really got to learn how to use the bat because it has like a little momentum thing going on. Yeah. You have, you can't just fly straight. You're always kind of going on a slight angle up or down and you have to press up and down to kind of weave yourself horizontally. So, and there's that section with spikes on the floor and stalactites on the ceiling. So you you really got to watch it there. And in the very final area, you have to fight a bunch of seals. Yeah. Yeah. They're throwing bombs at you. Yeah, which, I mean, I always just shot them from below with the... Spread? Spread, yeah. yeah. And that seemed to take care of it pretty well. Pretty easily. And then you get to the final boss of the area. And I love this boss because, in my mind, it is one of those bone dragons you fight. Oh, sure. But not boned. It's a living version of it. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. It's just a a segmented dragon that will come fly around. It shoots at you a occasionally right can't remember because this boss was so quick and easy to yeah. fight the only time it gets remotely hard is it'll it'll go out of the screen and then come up through through the floor destroying part of the icy ground it did that t- once or twice towards the very end of the fight yeah i, I found but that right I'm, after it did it it was almost dead every time so same here pretty pretty easy okay again this is a spread boss you shoot at it and all five hits hit it almost every time agreed when you are done fighting that boss you are given one more power. That's your. Is that the ice beam now? Yeah. The ice beam fitting to get it from the ice level. You might think. And you take that ice beam all the way to New York City. New York City? And what a weird level this is. Yeah, you're up on the like what? rooftops kind of, of skyscrapers. Yes. Right? And you're fighting UFOs. There are UFOs that come down they as drop well as little aliens. What appears to be a blue Spider-Man. I was just going to say, is that Spider-Man? It has to be Spider-Man. It looks just like him. I felt bad that I was fighting Spider-Man, but I also loved that chibi (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, it looks good. They climb up the buildings and then will hop up to attack you. So if you can hit them with your ice beam, that's what I always use to freeze them and then just take them down. Yeah. Um, After the top of the buildings, then you jump down into the subway system. Yeah, this part gets... This is a part where it got a little tricky. Yeah, because you are now fighting um, punk rock. Uh, warrior-style <laughs> gangs. Yeah, some Mohawk guys are coming at you as well as... And it's cool because they throw their Mohawk like a boomerang. Oh, that's what they're... Oh, that's cool. The okay. spikes on their head. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. And then you get the uh, classic, the ubiquitous Jason. Jason Voorhees is here riding the subway. And it's cool because you're on top of the subway cars. Yeah. And 
you'll get a musical cue that like a low hanging thing's coming. Yeah, you get like a toot, and then you gotta you gotta get down. You can either duck, or there are places where you're just low enough. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a fun little diversion. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fighting guys in between these. Yeah, it's not not too incredibly difficult. But the whole thing is moving on its own, so you have to stay jumping forward with the trains. Yeah, yeah. It's it's scrolling, so it's it, you can't just stand there. Got to keep moving. Come on, kid. Dracula. And then you climb out of the subway into your next boss fight. And you encounter Lady Liberty herself. That's right. Chibi Statue of Liberty. She's super cute. Yeah, it reminds me of the one in Superman Mm -hmm. on the NES. And she says that she is not a fan of violence. So she is not going to fight you. She's going to challenge you to a quiz show. Which is tough if you don't speak Japanese. (laughs) Or read it. And (laughs) read it. Luckily, there uh, was a game FAQ where it just tells you which answer. It's like second answer, first answer. Uh-huh. So you can't read it, but it was still like, oh. You got to do it because because you are competing in this quiz yeah. show against the first two bosses you fought. Yeah, so they can buzz in before you and steal it, you know? So yeah. you got to get there quick. And you can, so you can, um, in the English version, it spells out the answers. And you can't see the second and third one until they're like, you know, the first one's spelled out, second oh, one's spelled out. So you can't just, you want to wait till they're all. So you have to wait till at least enough of it's spelled out till you know which one it is. Oh, wild. Okay. And so the first question, let me see if I can remember these. Okay. The first question was, um, who gave the Statue of Liberty to America? Okay. The second question was, I don't remember, or maybe that was the second question. Mm. And then the third question is, how do you say thank you in Japanese? Okay. And I do know the funny part was, is that the top answer was Akito. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, I like that little trick on you there. Uh, so, uh, but it was not, I mean, the, the answers aren't hard. It's kind of a right. joke. The I, whole thing is a joke that this isn't a real boss fight. Yeah. And then once you've gotten your three correct answers, that's it. Yeah, because you only need three to win. So and you've beaten the boss. It was pretty easy, like even even for me. And then that will get you your reverse gravity power. Yeah. And then you move on to the next stage, the desert. Yeah. And this is like the Egyptian desert. Yeah. You, you, and right away, you're going to get ambushed by a cactus. Oh, yeah. The cactuses jump out. They're they're pretty easy. Just I just use the same old mm-hmm. spread shot. Although at this point, we're encountering enemies that take more than one hit. That's true, especially with your normal weapon. Or the spread. The spread's not very strong either. So more, yeah. more hit balls from that spread have to hit them before mm-hmm. you will destroy them. It's true. And after a little bit, you actually make your way into a pyramid. Well, there are these little sand pits that have like little antlions at the bottom. Yeah, but they're so easy. I don't even know if they attack. I, I kept trying to lure them out, and I couldn't. I was like, what do they do if they come after me? Nothing. So you just kill them and keep moving. <laughs> yep. And then, like I said, then you're inside a pyramid. Yeah, this is where you'll see some big, very large spiked presses, and you want to avoid them. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because these aren't your standard ones that you run under. These are ones that you want to jump on and run over. You can't. I mean, I the, the first ones I ran under, actually. I ran over them. Because... I don't know. It, it just, I was like, if you just do a tap jump to get mm-hmm. out, you're okay. But I think either way it But works. the next ones you have to bat form. Yes. To get through. Because they're spiked up. And the tricky part is, is there are, is it mummies? I think. No, there's skeletons in here. Yeah, yeah. They like bowl their they head. They bowl their head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are skeletons in here that will, as soon as you uh, make them appear, will throw their head at you. And if you're in bat form. It's over. It is over. So it's generally, if you can help it, kill them as soon as you can. Like sometimes you can just scroll them on the side of the screen, shoot your homing stuff, and then move over a little bit so that they'll, as soon as they enter the screen, the bullets are already right out there. Yes. 
And then you are treated to a very interesting thing where you fall down a shaft. Mm-hmm. You have to fight a couple more interesting enemies. I think there's more of the skeletons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you land, there's a giant ball behind you. Yeah. Indiana Jones style that you must run from. I'm assuming it kills you if yeah. it touches you, right? Yes. Because I, I mean, I only went through it one time and I was able to make it. So, but just barely, like it looked, it was right behind me. And then after that is an even more harrowing part where there is now a ceiling of spikes falling on you. Yeah. And this part is a little tricky because there are enemies in your path this time. That's right. And so again, it's one of those where you need to jump. You have to jump, but you also have to balance that against the spikes coming down. So uh-huh. shallow jumps are best. And then at the very end of this level is your boss, the floating head of Tutankhamun. Uh, yeah, a classic uh, video game enemy. You've got a sarcophagi head and two hands that are platforms that you know carry you around while you shoot at it. Yeah. Um, I use the spread shot on this. And what's interesting, though, about this boss is that there is no floor. No, there's not. So the boss just sits in the middle. You're on these platforms. Uh, you're really on one platform. I don't think you can get on the other one. I don't know. I never did. And then it slowly launches these little bubbles out. Yeah. And it, I, I died at this boss a couple times. I did too. But... Because it was really kind of hit or miss. If that bubble tracks you in a certain way, your homing shot's not going to get it. It's hard to hit us sometimes, you know, but the, the spawning of the bubbles seems to be totally random. Yeah. Like, and if they hit you, they're knocking you off and you're dead. One hit, you're dead. That's it. There's no, yeah. doesn't matter how many lives or hearts you have. But the time I did beat it, like, it was beyond easy. I, same here. I don't know. I did, wasn't doing anything special. It was or like different. I, me either. I was just, I kept blasting it away and then the bubble didn't hit me this time and it died real fast. Yeah. So this boss is either very hard or very easy. Hopefully you get it on the easy pass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty funny because you get like a crying thing. It cries and dies. Present dead. So you have all of your power-ups now, and you move on to the next level, outer space. And this is what I thought was the last level of the game. Oh, uh, yes. Because you... I was like, well, I'm not getting any more power-ups. Yeah, This yeah. must be it. Oh. And this was the beginning of my intense save stating. Oh, yeah, because this is where you start with the vertical. Yes. It's yeah. a very short level. It is very short. One that I've played, I'd say, at least 50 times. Oh, wow, okay. I, um... I yeah. could not get the timing right of some of these jumps. I was able to get pretty decent to the point. Oh, I'm, but... I could do it in my sleep now. Yeah. At least the first, like, three-fourths of it. Well, it's, you know, you're going up this, um, you have these platforms that are slowly moving down. Well, let's you... start over. Yeah. Aliens have come. Yeah, aliens are here. And they are beaming you up. Yes. But as they beam you up, you are just really jumping up platforms that are falling from the alien ship. It's Something hard to say. like that, yeah. And there are aliens Standing around on some of these platforms. Yeah, so it's like you, and as the platforms are scrolling, uh, different rates. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to hop and keep moving up because you'll die if you touch the bottom of the screen. So. And you can't jump through these platforms. No, and that's what makes it really hard. So sometimes, if you wait too long, a, a, a falling platform will cut you off from the next one, and you won't be able to. You're just dead. And a super jerk move. There are some platforms that you must wait on. Yeah, yeah. To come you, down to the you, right. You time. can't do it. Yeah. So you got to know what you're getting into. There's no way to do this level on a first run. Probably not. You, I, you I have to memorize do. so much of it. Well, and then once you get towards the end, it starts shooting these rockets at you. Yes. That explode. And those seem to be totally random, right? Like, uh, Well, I can tell you they changed many times during the save stating I did through it. <laughs> yeah, so it was like... And the rockets themselves, they block your uh, ascent. As well, yeah. And you can shoot them during this time. But shooting and jumping is its own... You know, it's you're, You have very little reaction time through this entire... Uh, 
sequence. It's true. And when they explode, they make a little spark shower that will hurt you as well. Yeah. And usually blocking your path. So it, it did take quite a few, you know, it t- took some definite practice to, I thought about, I tried turning into the bat, but if the bat touches a platform, you turn back and die. So it doesn't work. It's all about just jumping a lot and knowing exactly when to shoot your homing off. Indeed. If you work your way to the very top, um, you then don't have to deal with anything else because you are now at the boss. Thankfully. Yeah. Which, you know, the level is mercifully short, but it, it really, it really squeezes you. Yeah. And this is the, the boss of the game. Ah, uh, Yes. Garamoth? Garamoth himself. And this is an interesting boss fight. Because the first time I fought him, I died, of course. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really understand what I was doing. But once I watched someone fight him, this boss was very easy. In this form, he has a sword. Mm -hmm. And he lunges at you, swings a few times, jumps back. Yeah. But you almost always have time to get away from him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when he makes a big jump backwards, he shoots a, a blast of energy out of his mouth. Yeah. Which is telegraphed and easily dodged. You can duck below it. Um, And then eventually he will do another big jump, sometimes over you. Yeah. That is really the the most dangerous part. When he jumps over you, it's like you have to just get out of his way. Yeah, because when he he comes at you with the sword, it's like he'll run up to where you are and stop. Like he won't actually run into you. No, so you can like just move back a little bit and you're totally fine. Or even just, you can hop the sword, but it's kind of tricky because the sword, it's so slow that it threw me off, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But at this point, yeah, I was using spread fireballs, I think, even though... Well, this might be where I switched to the exploding one, but... I think I was just using the normal attack on this guy. Normal normal shot? Yeah. It wasn't too bad. And then he'll turn into a giant coin. Yeah. And I was waiting for, like, a second form. Or but something. instead of that, you just go on to another level. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Because you are now, well, in the sky again. This time on a flying ship, a pirate ship. And... Or ships. Yeah, you're making your way across various pirate ships. Um, there are cannons shooting at you. Yeah, yeah, but you can destroy them as well as their projectiles. So, And uh, do the, 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 the witches return in this one? I think so, in the cloud sections. Yeah. Because you start off on a, you know another one of these, you know, the clouds are coming at you, and you, you want to keep jumping to the right until you make it to an old... Uh, and then Grim Reapers appear. That's right, yeah, cute Grim Reapers as well. The cutest of them. <laughs> but re- this this level in particular I thought was really easy. Like, I Yeah, barely... you work your way down through one of the ships at some point. Yeah, uh, and, and then you take like a cool like elevator kind of. It cranks you up like it's like a chain thing. Yeah, you get through there and then you are at the boss. Like this level was much shorter than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the boss is a goofy robot. Goofy Got really robot. long legs and... His only attack is that he, like, hits you with his arms. Yeah, his arms come out, and, you know, the only place to hurt it is the head, so... Up, you, down. Yeah, you use your, uh... You get to the ceiling, and you just start blasting away. I didn't even try to dodge his hands. I was able to kill him Same before here. he hurt me twice. So. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, this boss was super easy. You destroy it, and then you get to move on to the final level. That's right. This level is pretty tough. It's the base of Garamoth. And right away, you have a mini-boss. That's right. A, a weird, a, cool, a hard mini boss. This level, yes, you have to master this guy. Because this was the, this is what I'm talking about when I got. This was another, the first time I was like, I'm, I have to save state to yeah, fight this yeah. boss. Well, it's because he's only hurt by the ice beam, and you only know that because everything else you hit him with makes that little ting noise. Yeah, so it's not working. And this boss has several, has like two or three patterns where it will like run at you, and you have to jump over it, and then it takes off into the air, so you have to like stay still. 
Yeah, yeah. And then it comes back down, it disappears, and then where it li- starts out, it can start really close to you. Sometimes, like, right on top of you, and you're just like, eh. You're like, nothing, you're, and you just take a hit. You have to have your timing perfectly to jump it if it's that close, you know? Yes. But, yeah, this was one where when I finally beat it, and I didn't have, you know, I was only missing, like, one life, like, where I was like, I finally got a good save afterwards. Yeah. Instead of just being almost dead. Yeah. Because you don't get any hell arts or anything to replenish your life throughout the rest of this level. No, this level is rough. Yeah, first you've got like a, a bat section or, or upside oh, down. It's an upside down section. Yes, or bat in some parts. You can bat through the very beginning, then you have to upside down. And you have like to the second the exact right amount of time. You, you Because there are enemies that pop up that you have to shoot while yeah. you're running through the areas. There, there are two of those weird, like, guns. And, like, and, robot crab things? Yeah, something where it's like you can sh- you can barely see the first one, and you can shoot it off with your homing shots. Yep. You can get that one dead. And you have to. Yeah, yeah. And then hit the ceiling, and then head to the right, and hope that you can blast that one in the... Because you, you can't really jump, because there's spikes on the other yeah, side. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's down to the wire. And then through that section, now you are on uh, gantry, moving up. The yeah. downside is that... You are running under spikes as you do this. Yeah, so you have to like haul it to the right, and then it'll kind of loop back to the left. And the whole time there are these like yellow robots coming out, coming after you. Now, luckily, these robots only take one hit. Yeah, even with your normal gun. But so. the problem is that halfway through each level, you do not have the height to jump and attack. Right, right. the The best thing I could find was, you know, when I when I would get to the end. Of the like, you know, when you're at the edge of the screen, it's like I just kept shooting that direction in case they come in that way, right? And then hop up because the spikes will kill the enemies as well. And yeah, so it's it's kind of easy in a way to trick the game into having them behind you, where it's like you only have you only ever have three robots on screen at a time. So if you can get at least two of them behind you and don't kill them, mm-hmm. it'll keep more from respawning in front of you. All right. And what's really cool is as you're going up these gantries, uh, you're gonna realize that you are now climbing a giant robot and you see the layers yeah. of it as yeah. you go up and up Yeah, you until can... you get to the very top. You see its face, robot and head. Turns on and this is the boss of this area. Yeah, and uh, you know, the head kind of unscrews off and then starts its attack. Although, thank God, this boss is so much easier than yeah, that lion. <laughs> I think it hit me once. Yeah, it just, it just tries to, like it has a screw where its neck should be mm-hmm. or drill bit maybe and it's just kind of hovering around like a a UFO, and then it'll, it'll... It's invincible. It'll try to... Yeah, you can only shoot it in the eyes, which are spinning. Yes. So you have to kind of time it out. But And then once you run underneath it, it will try to crush you. Mm-hmm. Once it hits the ground, its eyes stay still, and then you can unleash into it. Yeah, and that's where... Yeah, exploding fireball on that bad boy. And I and, mean, I guess once I was just too slow, anything. and I got, <laughs> I got hit by it. But other times, I really had no trouble leading it and then running past it. Yeah, same here. It was, it was pretty chill, thankfully. And after you fight it, then you are taken directly to the final boss. Which, I don't know, is this Garamoth again? This is the final form of Garamoth. Okay. And this boss gave me a lot of trouble. See, I actually had a pretty easy time with it. Like, well, let's describe it. It looks kind of like a lizard man. Like, mm-hmm. or You know, and this sprite reminded me a lot of, like, Dragon Ball Z. Yes, art, you know? very much so. Uh, and he, or it, will shoot two lightning bolts down from its body. From its hands. Yeah, so you want to stay in between them because you can only shoot it in the mouth. Oh, I was thinking it's a crotch. I was like, its weak point is it's a crotch. <laughs> well, I guess you could look at it that way. but it will Which also... I, Understandable. That's my weak spot as well. <laughs> but uh, but you can only hit it after 
it's done that attack and before it shoots a fireball out of its mouth at you. Right. You're in this tight little corridor. And yeah. And you have like half a second to hit it. Like I found that um, if you use that exploding fireball and you're always on the front edge of its movement, like if it's moving right, you want to mm-hmm. stay towards that side. And it's like as soon as it stops, I would shoot up the exploding fireball and that'll trigger it. But it still moves a little so that when it shoots its fireball down, it's taking damage. See, I was not that smart. And I was basically just doing one hit every time. So this boss fight took me forever. Because uh, I had to, I mean, that's something I kind of read because I, you know, I didn't know how to hit it at first. I was like, well, it must be this weapon. I was trying all the weapons. They weren't hitting. And it's really hard to figure out when it will take damage. And it's only a very small window of time. It's, yeah, because his mouth has to be open. Yeah. So it's like, but that fireball will last long enough to where if you start it right before it's open, it'll still get him a couple times. Gotcha. So for me, it was... Basically, you run underneath it. You have that half second where it stops. Ooh. Shoot up, and then then you just tap to get over because you can't really run at all, or you'll yeah. hit the the energy beam on the side. Yeah, yeah. So I had to save state during this boss fight like five or six times because I can see it, man. I was just like, just and it kept going on forever and ever. I fought this boss for like at least ten minutes. There's an interesting. Uh... Like a little corridor where you can hit too, because if you're too close to the lightning bolts, then you shoot that like exploding fireball, just hit its hand, it'll be right and down it above just you. Tings again. Doesn't do anything. It's Every like, once in a while, I'll be able to get two shots off on, and I was like, woohoo, I'm a master. <laughs> but yeah, and, and again, I think it's tied to, I, I didn't do this on purpose, but in retrospect, I think it helped with staying, you know, whatever direction he's going, I'm on that side closest to that lightning bolt, and it, and it seems to help. But once you defeat him, he will explode, and you are treated to a nice little cutscene. Yeah, yeah, you're back in your throne room. That's right. You have uh, defeated him. You've gathered all the dark forces, and all the little creatures are now around you on your throne. Back to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get some credits, and then you are warned to watch out that uh, something along the lines of, you know, you've won for now, but be careful. A man with a whip may come at some point. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't see any of that because it was in Japanese. Correct. Uh, and then you get a nice uh, classic, The End. Here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this a 3.5, mainly on the cuteness of the sprites. Okay, yeah, um, I went with a 3.0, but it's... You know, I, I could go up to 3.5. It's good The music, it's fun. It's not, like, ultra classic. Yeah, yeah. But the charm level on everything is, like, through the roof. You know, the, you know and, and the sprites look good. It's definitely the strong point of the graphics, you know, because the backgrounds, they're not bad, but they just are kind of flat. You yeah, know? they're very like, simple. Like, there's not a lot of color work going on back there. But, you know, in general, it's, it's a pretty good-looking game. Agreed. Now we have play control, and I gave this a 2.5. I went with a 3.0. I can see that. It's not really great. It's so slow. You, you have, the jump is sluggish, and even when I understood it, it never felt right. I um, Luckily, I was able to kind of get used to the jump and stuff, and in some situations you well, can... Well, you have to by the time you get to <laughs> that uh, UFO level. Oh, Lord. Yeah, well, yeah, and you, know, you can kind of fudge it at certain points with the bat form, but you know, I just think in general it's solid, and I really... You know, having a selectable charge weapon was kind of new in a way that I think worked because it gives you the ability to shoot up instead of definitely you know, helps. Use, using up and B for your items. I don't know. It's a, it was kind of a new take on the a similar format, so I I, I kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. 
Now we have Challenge Factor. This one I was torn. I, I'm going with a 3.0 because I think, for the most part, this game is easy, except for a few spikes, which are all platforming areas. Yeah, I would give it a 3.5 because towards the end, it does get much harder. I think the... And there are those cheap deaths where it's just one hit kill for the, the pitfalls uh, yeah. in the last three levels or so. So yeah, and I mean it's really that one the col- when you're going up into space that level you're, you're going to lose a lot of lives before you master it a lot of lives and that kind of sucks. And then finally we have theme and fun, Nick. I went with a 3.0. I went with a 4.0. Okay, I really enjoyed it. I thought this was just goofy, crazy fun. Yeah, yeah. The levels are all over the place. It's true in a good way. I mean, like you go to New York City, you ride the subway, you, <laughs> you you are taken up into space. You hit the classic uh, pyramids, you know. Yeah, yeah. You go through a lot of, you know, standard platforming levels. They're all very well, if basically done, you know. And now that I know what's expected of me, I definitely want to go back through this game and, and play it again because it just has that kind of charm that will, you know, I could run through it in an afternoon. Oh, definitely. It does, you know, aside from those few spots where you can, you know, it takes you a while to learn. It's it's a pretty easy game, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Give it a try. It's uh, it's it's worth it just to see how cute everything looks in those first uh, Castlevania level. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you can get about halfway through this game before you get to the tough spots. So for sure, know, check it out, enjoy it. If you don't like it, move along. If you're a fan of Castlevania, you should at least play the beginning of this game. But if you're a fan of just goofy platformers, I think you might really enjoy it. Agree. Next week's game will be Gunsmoke for the NES. So find a copy of that game any way you can, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. That's right. And if you know where we can find a translated version of the Japanese manual of this great game with this great manual, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll look it up and read it. But of course, you can get in touch with us on Facebook at Cartridge Command, the Twitterverse at Cart Command, and of course, we must thank those wonderful and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It's their financial support that lets this show continue forward and keep growing. Yeah, man. Keeping the lights on. The gas tank's full. And if you don't give to the show, please consider. Uh, you know, we love that we have a wide range of donations, and uh, we'll take even a dollar from you. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. Yeah. And every little bit does help us out. So thank you all so very much. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. And as always, folks, game, game on! on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs>